This is Photo BizX, episode number 437, and today we are talking school photography, and in particular, kindergarten photography, and I am super excited to bring this one to you because it features longtime Photo BizX member Sam Gilmore from Queensland, Australia, and what is so beautiful about this story is Sam heard about the schooled program by Elena Blair. On the podcast, he went ahead and purchased her program after getting to a point where he really needed to increase his cash flow. He implemented what he learned and things have taken off. And he shares exactly how this new genre has been added to his photography business and he's literally taking over. That interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Like I said, totally pumped to bring this interview to you today. Just like last week when I interviewed Nick Buttergig from Western Australia, another longtime Photo BizX member who took on photography business coach Joel Dunn. Since then, his photography business has taken off as he goes from strength to strength with the family photography side of his business. So if you didn't hear that interview last week, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. Nick has been answering questions inside the members' Facebook group, following all the questions I threw at him and all the answers he gave back. He revealed and shared so much about his business. And what I really love about Nick's story in last week's interview is the fact that he's working from such a small town and isolated small town in Western Australia where on the surface you'd think, well, how, how could this possibly work? And add to that, he's running a similar promotion week in, week out that's bringing in clients in that same small town. So if, <laughs> if you're worried about running the same promotion over and over again, have a listen to what Nick shares in last week's episode. Now, with all that being said, get ready to be inspired again, all over again, by Sam in today's episode, where he talks about kindergarten photography, which you'll hear we refer to as kindy photography. And we're basically talking about preschool aged kids from the age of one to five. But you'll hear more about all that in just a minute from Sam. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Oh, and just quickly, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. If you've heard any interviews in the past, you'll know that all that means is you won't be hearing the full interview today with Sam. I am saving the best part, which is the second half of this interview for premium members only. If you'd like to hear the full interview with Sam, you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. Head over to photobizx.com forward slash try for more details on that. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a Gold Coast, Australia-based photographer who has been part of the Photo BizX community for many, many years. Now, I've actually worked with this photographer personally and seen how much he's been working to succeed from exploring different genres of photography, a range of marketing and advertising ideas, reworking his websites, and basically throwing everything he can at photography as a business. Now, I've often felt like he's been on the right track, but also had the feeling that he needed to find what really works for him to make all this work pay off. 
And then last week, he pops up in the members Facebook group with a post after being quiet for months. And he said in this post, Andrew, I thought I'd share some wins. I've dived into kindergarten photography this year and have had amazing feedback from centers and families. I spoke with you a few months back, really worried about cash flow. And since then, I've had my two biggest months and it's been amazing and a relief at the same time. I've got my last kindergarten for the year this week, so the turnover won't be the same for the next few months, but celebrating the wins for now and can get on to booking more and growing for next year. So he says his August revenue was $12,000. In September, it jumped to $21,000. And he also goes on to say, there are so many little tips I've learned over the years listening to the podcast that have helped me land these jobs and get the feedback I have had so far. Right after I saw that post, I congratulated him and I asked if he'd be up for an interview. I'm talking about Sam Gilmore and he said yes and I'm wrapped to have him here with us now. Sam, welcome, mate. Thanks so much, Andrew. Like I said to you before, it feels like I've made it. I'm on the PhotoBizX podcast. I'm done. I've peaked. <laughs> mate, um, you might feel like that, but I feel like that for another reason. I feel like you've made it just because of the, the, the breakthrough that you've had. I want to dive into that, but I think the first thing that I saw pop up in regards to your post was, what are kindies? What are kindergarten? What genre are you talking about there? So it's a style of photography doing like the school photos or childcare photos where the centres will have their yearly photo of the kids and the parents buy them. It's high volume photography and kindergartens, childcare centres, daycares. I'm not sure what it's called in the States, but I think that probably sums it up. And it's generally from about three months old up to five years before the kids go off. So as young as that, as young as three months? Yeah. Yeah. Not many at three months. The youngest is typically maybe six to nine months, but there's definitely few under a year. And it's basically kids yeah, from that age up to before they go to primary school. Okay. So up to around five years old, because most kids are going to primary school at five and six. That's right. Yeah. Perfect. I want to dive into the huge success and sort of how you're getting them and how it's all working. But just before we jump into that, like I talked about how I felt like you were sort of searching, you know, for that holy grail. Just share a little bit about the backstory because you work full time or you were working full time up until pretty recently. Yeah. So I was looking back at my details and I registered my business in mid 2017. So about four years ago. And I registered my business before I started charging anything for shoots. I thought I'd try do it properly from the start. And I thought that would get me in the right mindset to do things kind of properly. And as with lots of other people, you kind of do everything and anything, whoever comes to you shoot. And I think the first year, I don't know, it might have grossed five or 10K and then maybe got to 10 to 20. In the last two years, I think I've done about $40,000 gross. So not bad. And again, when I first started back in 2017, I was working full time as a site engineer. So working on big construction projects, which took up a lot of time and didn't leave a lot of time for photography. Um, then a couple of years ago, I managed to get a land a job that was four days a week, still doing engineering. So it freed up just that little bit more time. And doing that, I think was the first year I kind of got through kind of above 10, 20K gross, but could still tell that it's just not quite enough time to really do it properly. Obviously, you see people who do absolutely smash it with that limited time. But for me, I just couldn't quite do it. And two years ago now, I managed to find a job, another engineering job with two and a half days a week. So that's 
kind of allowed me to seemingly <laughs> have just the right amount of time to kind of dive into this properly, to land clients, to plan things, set up some back-end automations and do the shoots and deliver them as well. So as well as just, you know, you're constantly just building on your skills to get to a point, having that coincide with that kind of stage in my photo journey was probably one of the biggest things, just allowing me to have that extra time. For sure. Like what is it about photography or is it the business side? Is it be, being an entrepreneur? Is it being, you know, uh, self-sufficient in regards to an income? Like what is it about photography that's wanting to, you know, that's leading you to chase after it so much? Like why not stay as an engineer and just do photography for fun? <laughs> um, I really like the idea of working for myself. Um, engineering has always been fine. Like it's a good career. I don't dislike it, but yeah, don't don't love it. But yeah, it pays well and it's pretty consistent and all through the lockdowns and everything, jobs have been there. So it's very safe, secure. But I don't feel like I fit well doing a um kind of 40, 50 hour a week in the office and for other people. Um end of last year as well, finally got <laughs> figured out slash diagnosed with ADD. So that kind of like, oh yeah, that's probably why I want to do things in my own time at my own pace and do kind of sprints of work and then have time to go surf, skate and hang with the family for a day randomly in the middle of the week. So it's basically the freedom. And now with the direction that the school and kindy photography is going, kind of thinking, okay, cool, this could be a proper growing up business and get some people on board to help with shooting and down the track kind of get off the tools and be able to yeah, have a business where you've got other people doing the shooting and you actually have freedom to step away from it and go on holidays and, yeah, kind of have do its own thing. Well, I guess you're already looking that far ahead, which is awesome. Yeah, that's the idea. And so my partner, Beck, because as we were saying earlier, we've had two kids. We just had our last, our daughter, four weeks ago. And before that, our son just turned two about a month ago as well. So she's had a year off on maternity leave, a year back at work, and now she'll have another about a year off on mat leave again. So in that year back at work, she started working for me Well, we started working together. So we're kind of looking at as a family being like, if we can get this running properly as a business, we will have that flexibility to be able to have time off and do all those things you want to do as a parent of go to sports on Saturdays, do school pick up and drop off and all those kind of things, not coming home every night at 5.30, 6 o'clock and just in time to put the kids to bed. So, yeah, that's the aim at the moment and it kind of looks like long-term, fingers crossed, <laughs> we should be able to do it. Nice. That is so good. But it is very early, obviously. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And I know, and for the listener, like you were a little bit, I don't, I don't want to say reluctant, but you were a little bit worried about coming on so early to do this. And I really encouraged you to come on and, and do the interview because I think it's it's great to see like where you are now and then I'd love to have you back on, you know, in 12 months or six months and then see the progression. And I sort of talked you into it, twisted your arm a little bit and you agreed. So thank you. Thank you so much for having the courage to do that. It's interesting to hear about the ADD thing. So, I mean, I would never have guessed, I know you're always full on, but do you think, or well, knowing that now, do you think that was one of the reasons you explored all the different genres the way you did, or was that just a natural progression in your business? Looking back with hindsight, I think that was probably why I didn't want to pick one thing and stick with it because it was pick one thing, go hard at it for a bit and then kind of get bored or, and then jump to the next thing and be like, oh, actually this looks really fun. Like jumping from pet photography to 
video like the last 12 months before this year I got really into doing video because with the start of lockdown when what was that 18 months ago <laughs> five years um, <laughs> got into doing I want to start learning video so started doing craft beer reviews as a YouTube channel and so that then led to video work which is great so I think the ADD definitely leans into that the more I've looked into it and kind of looking at it now being like okay that was the end of that year and started getting some meds which on and off use when I need to I'm like oh and my business has started to go really well so it's a interesting coincidence <laughs> wow okay because you had a look i mean you tried weddings you've done pet photography family photography um the beer stuff as well in that video so you, you really have tried a few different things yeah yeah initially i started with weddings because working full time i kind of figured that okay i could land 10 20 weddings a year eventually and just do them on weekends and that would give me the bookings in advance to give me the confidence to quit my job and then transition from weddings to family, just because everything I've heard with your guests and other photographers is that most of them get burnt out by weddings at some point, and it's all weekends, whereas family photography, if you do it right, you can earn the same money with less commitment hours to shooting. So that was the plan. Um, never really got more than probably five, ten weddings a year, and just jobs changed naturally and then led into doing family and pet stuff anyway. And then when Elena Blair was on your podcast, listened to that, I thought, oh, okay, this could be good. Had a bit of a look at it. And it happened to me when our oldest boy, Wild, was going into his first kindy and they reached out to all the parents saying, hey, does anyone know a photographer? Alan's bailed on us. We need someone to do our photos. So, yeah, very, very good happenstance to kind of get into doing it and we just got such great feedback from them both with the photos how we ran the back end of it and from the feedback from yeah directors and family who got their photos we can okay cool well let's go try book a few more off the back of that that is so good so when you're saying we are you referring to you and beck yes yeah so it's only you two in the business isn't it it is but we use a company to manage the back end so we'll do everything up to shoot, edit, upload the photos. And we upload the photos to a company called, well, their website's ordermyphotos.com.au. And they have the gallery software, printing, email, text reminders to parents. Yeah, all that kind of thing. So once we hit upload, that's us done, which we started using on our second kindy shoot that we ever did. So that first one we did all ourselves and did all the printing and just through Pixie Set, managing the galleries individually and sending them out. And we thought, that's great. You get to keep a bit more profit. But even with two of us, it was just too much manual labor and too much room for error. Again, especially with my attention to detail, <laughs> it was um, definitely a lot of space for things to go wrong, be missed, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Let me just take you back a step because I want to dive into the, the workflow side of things. But so you were photographing pets and families and I mean, you had a great look and we talked about this for your branding you know, with the off-camera flash and wide angles and like you had a real look of, about your work and I felt like that was the one, like you'd found your niche and it was going to, it was going to take off. So you were doing that and then, so did you actually hear the Elena Blair interview and then you got a call from a kid or you heard about the kindy looking for a photographer? Was it that serendipitous? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the time frame was. I'd have to look at when her interview was, but we did that kindy shoot last October, November. Um, 
so yeah, her maybe her her interview maybe the start of last year, and then it might have been six months later that the committee reached out to the families and said, hey, we need someone. I said, cool, we can do that. Okay, so when you said yes to that job, did you go back and listen to the Elena Blair interview or did you just think, okay, I'm going to just try this on my own? Like, how did it work? Oh, no, we definitely, we went back to that interview, signed up for the course itself, like bought the course, went through all that, had a look at the emails and her workflow to start us off of where we, yeah, things that we might not know we needed. And it was great. It was such a good starting point. And to be honest, we're probably using still, I say starting point, but it's probably still 80% of what we do. We've just tweaked it to be a bit more in our own voice and added a few more, a few different things about how we land kindies and things like that. But yeah, for the most part, it's very much how she taught it. Unreal. That's so good. So, okay. So you say, I mean, you put your hand up with the kindy. Did you say your son is wild? That's his name, wild? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Love the name. That is awesome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so you hear on the street that Wild's school or Kindy is looking for a photographer. You put your hand up, say yes. Then you go and download Schooled, the course from Elena. What happens then? Do you just start using her emails to go back and forth or you're on the phone talking to the Kindy? Uh, is it the uh, the principal? I mean, I don't know, or the CEO? Yes, the director. So most Kindies, they'll have an owner and then director. The owner's generally from what i've seen it's pretty hands-off it's just a business they own or they'll get in there and manage it but they don't have anything to do with the parents and families and the directors basically run the show and from what we've seen so far even with big chain kindies where it's they might have half a dozen under the same brand it's still in our experience has been the directors that decide who they're going to use for their photos each year God, okay. So you start talking then to the director of Wilds Kindy? Yeah, so Sandy, Sandy's the director of that one. So we started chatting to Sandy. She's a lovely woman, very like artsy as well. So a bit of a lot in common. So we could chat about those kind of things together and showed her our photos and she said, Yep, yeah, they look great. Um <laughs> I think we very quickly grabbed some of our mates and again our boy Wild, just chucked them in front of a black pop-up background in our lounge in front of the window. And took a couple of photos saying, hey, this is what it'll be. Made some posters in Canva as we we're going through the school course and then quickly tweaked the emails so they read properly for what we were doing and started sending them out. Okay. So just to make it clear for the listener, the photos that you're taking, they're not like you're not setting up scaffolding and benches. They're pretty sort of candid style photo. I guess posed but candid looks. Yeah, even... I was going to say, I can send you some examples, but basically we've got, so I did the window light at the time just because I needed them basically the next day to show them, but basically using a two light setup, just a big 120 centimeter umbrella, and then a hair light at the back in front of a black background. And then just getting the kids to sit on a little wee stool. And then I'm sitting about a meter and a half in front of them and basically just try to get some reactions out of them, make them laugh, make them giggle, make them pull a silly face, do a big dinosaur roar and <laughs> capture everything in between. Okay. So, I mean, I don't want to put your photography down or the style of photography, but it's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty simple, isn't it? Like for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the brolly that you're using, is it a shoot through brolly or are you just reflecting? No, nah, it's reflecting. So reflecting with diffusion on the front. So I think it's a Godox 120 centimeter, um, yeah, deep umbrella. Okay. So super easy to set up as well for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we're like, well, we can get other people 
to do this eventually. The technical side of it's not that hard. If we were to get someone else to help out, basically be how good they are with the kids as opposed to how good they are with the camera. For sure, for sure. And I love the fact that you're using a hair light to give some separation between the child and the black background, which you need. Yeah, yeah. Because we still have parents asking, oh, kids with black hair, does it work? And you show them photos and go, okay, no, that's that's great. Perfect. I love that. Okay, so you do some mock-ups with Wild and, and Friends Kids. You take them back to Sandy. She agrees. And then does she, I mean, does she go and show the parents or does she take responsibility then for booking you? Basically, she took responsibility for booking us. We showed her, well, I showed her my website so she could see the other work that I've done. I've been a photographer for four years or five years, whatever it was, and then showed her a couple of examples and she said, yep, that's great. I'm like, we need someone because I think it was the end of the first lot of large lockdowns. So there was a lot of questions about what, companies could do and ones pulling out of shoots and losing ones and things like that so there's a lot of uncertainty so I think they just kind of said yeah you're one of the parents at the center you do from looking at your work we trust that you can do the job you've shown us samples of what you will be doing so have at it great so did you do the schedule then for the kids or are you just there all day every day for a week no so we just did <laughs> um we just did one day and that they've I think they had about 90 or 100 kids, which looking at other people within the Elena Blair Facebook group talking about school photography, with older kids, I think you can get through 50 to 100 in an hour because it's kind of oh, wow. 30 seconds each. you just like, look here, look here, look here, look here. That's quite different to what you can do with kids who are under five. <laughs> <laughs> so... With the bubs and toddlers, because you come in, you've set up all this big equipment. They're not used to it. They're not used to me. They don't know me. So some are great. They're super friendly and get a laugh straight away. And others, you spend five or even 10 minutes kind of working with them to get them comfortable. And the educators are massive help. Like you couldn't do it without the teachers who are there as well to get some of the kids comfortable. So the biggest days we've that I've done, and when I shoot, it's just me shooting by myself. Right. The biggest days I've done have been 100 kids in one day. But now we've just done, I've got a big spreadsheet and number of absences and things like that. So it looks like it's worthwhile doing two days for every kindy that has more than probably 60 or 70 children. Oh, because kids are off sick or they've got things on. Yeah. And like kids don't go five days a week. They might go two, three, one day a week and just having that second day just gives them that opportunity to come in or they might not be on there on the Wednesday, but they will be there on the Thursday. Got it. And have you got like a bag of props and things for you and the educator to use to get a smile out of the kids? No. Basically, what I have been doing is just pilfer one of their toys that they've got in the room. But I've started taking just one soft toy, at least in my bag, just in case I don't have anything. And that's basically been it i'm thinking might add a couple more things just in case for some of the harder kids but a lot of it just seems to be same as if you're doing family photos on location in a studio a lot of it can just be the interaction that you're doing with them like if they're old enough to ask some questions or just pulling silly faces making silly noises or just playing peekaboo with the young kids yeah sure Love that. Okay. Yeah. So, and then and with these photos that you're taking, if you're working hard and you can't get a smile, but you get a great unsmiling expression, are the parents happy with those or do they only want a smiling photo? 
from what we've been told from the feedback that we've got, parents are really happy with. So what we do as well, like traditionally, and for people who are listening who don't have kids, <laughs> that they might remember from when they went to school, traditionally, you'll have your photo taken, you'll order before you have your photo taken, and then the photographer or the company will decide this is the photo you're getting. It's typically the look straight down the camera, <laughs> cheesy <laughs> smile or poor smile. And then they pick that and you get a few different sizes of it and your class photo. So what we do, and from again, from the school course, they teach the same thing, is take multiple photos and the parents pay after they see them. So they'll get sent an online gallery, a private online gallery. They'll get to pick from multiple photos so typically we put we try get three to five photos per kid but some kids are super expressive and you get some amazing ones and other kids are stone-faced just blank stare but some of the best some of my favorite photos are just the really sweet shy ones where you get just the slightest little smirk because that's and that's the kid's personality so we kind of think that it's not about forcing them to do a big cheesy smile if that's not who they are. So I agree with you there, but do those images sell? Like, do the parents buy those ones? Yeah, they seem to. So one of our packages is just buying the full digital gallery and three quarters of the parents are doing that. So three quarters of the parents just buy all the images. Right. So you're more than happy just to keep shooting because they're just going up to an online gallery. Nothing's getting printed at that stage. It's super easy for you to just present whatever you photograph. Yeah. That's it. So, yeah, and then, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So with that first kindy at Wilds Kindy, so you do a day of shooting, you come back, you upload everything Well, after you do an edit and I guess a bit of a cull and an edit, you upload everything to pick time. Was privacy an issue that Sandy brought up or is it something that you broached even before she did? Uh, we broached it because, again, from the school course, exactly what they teach. <laughs> have to keep giving credit back to them because it's not us coming up with most of this. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, each child gets their own private gallery. Oh, each child. Wow. Yeah, each child. So that's why, um, so we did it through Pixie Set the first time. So there was a lot of manual labor in that to basically export out, you know, you do your cull, you do your edit through Lightroom, which is pretty quick with this kind of stuff. And then once it's there, finding each kid, dragging them across into their gallery was a huge amount of work. And then once they ordered, collating the orders and packing them into their envelopes with their names was a huge amount of manual labor as well. But yeah, the privacy thing's addressed because the parents receive a link to just their child's gallery. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of moving parts to this, isn't there? Like this isn't like, it's not really, it's not super easy. So, I mean, kudos to you for like taking it on because I think if you start to look at all the work in the beginning, you think this is too hard, but you just jumped in and did it. Yeah, it can be. Like you said, there are a lot of moving parts. It all kind of makes sense, but it's just, I guess, the communication with the centre is pretty strong, like has to be pretty strong to make sure they know what they're doing and why it's different and when it is different, what they need to do. But from our back end, especially now having the third party managing the back end of the galleries and stuff, it's that's taken out a huge amount of manual labour for us. Okay, let's get into that one in just a second because so you, you photograph or you finished photographing this first Kendi. I'm guessing the response was good. Yeah, yeah, really good. Like we were blown away by it. And the sales were there too? Yeah, yeah, the sales are really good. We, it's on this, I oh know, this is this year's one. I think from the 90 kids, we, it was about $3,200 
from that one. Fantastic. So I was pretty happy because I keep everything photo wise. I keep for whatever reason referring back to a wedding and how much effort's involved in that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like it was a day of shooting and got about the same as I would have for a wedding at my photo level. And the editing was a bit less and, you know, it was on a weekday. So going forward, this is really promising. Yes. Okay. So after that first one, you thought, okay, there's something here. There's room to grow here. This is worth pursuing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And did you, like, do you, at that stage, do you sit down with Beck and have a conversation about it? Or does she just say, you know, do whatever you want, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> bit of both. Like, we definitely had a conversation, but she, now that we've been working together on things a little bit, she's a bit more confident and what she knows about it but at the time she kind of said look maybe you should do this and I'd kind of have a chat because I've been listening to your podcast and then every other Facebook group and website and courses been doing for the last four years so it kind of felt like I was four years ahead in that mind space of what might or might not work or the pros and cons of different things but now definitely it's full consultation of what we think we should do and how we should approach things and definitely ask her about how to word things and approach people and just good sounding board as well. But after that first kindy, we kind of thought, okay, we'll shoot that. Off the back of that, we'll get some family shoots and maybe book, maybe do a few more kindies next year. And that still was a plan until I chatted to a friend of mine who kind of said, oh, look, if you do one, one product with one income stream and one way of landing them, it's basically four ones, I think. If you do that for one year, you'll have a really good business. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. Like, you know, focus on one thing for 12 months. That's great. But you've got to bring money in while you're doing that. <laughs> so, and that's probably around the time I spoke to you and said, look, I, the kindy stuff has, is really promising, but we need to be doing family shoots and stuff because it's a quicker turnaround from getting a lead to doing the shoot. But I've just never been, I've never quite mastered or, got the from the Facebook ad or the Google results or whatever else it is from getting the lead to actually getting the shoot to converting them to sales. I've, I've never quite got over that hurdle to make it really profitable. So yeah, we kind of said, okay, we'll bite the bullet, dive in really hard to booking as many kindies as we can and went in person to I think maybe 40 or 50 kindies around the coast over a few weeks between doing my normal job. And we booked all these ones for this year, which is 17 for this year off the back of that one. And I think we visited maybe 40 or 50 kindies. So we we're really, really stoked with how the conversion rate was. And considering I was like, felt like a vacuum cleaner salesman going door to door. I would have expected that 99% of the kindies would have already had a photographer and you wouldn't have even got a foot in the door. I was expecting that as well. <laughs> it's so good. So let me take you back then, if I can, Sam. So first of all, did you and Beck go together to the kindies or did you just get in the car and go and do this yourself? No, I just got in the car and did it myself. So when I had my, my other job, I'd, one of my half days, I was up north end of the coast. So... After that, I'd finish that job at 10.30 or 11, jump in the car, shirt and jeans and dress nice enough. And then, uh, yeah, go drive around the coast for a couple of hours in the afternoon, just knocking on doors. So literally knocking on doors, no previous planned appointment, no booking. 
premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. When you do, you're not doing a class photo with the same lighting and backdrop, are you? Because it's too big. Um, so there's two ways to do the class photos. One's a composite. So you just take each individual photo, like the best one or like the kind of standard smiling at the camera one of each kid in each class, and you've just got the squares in a frame. Or you can do the traditional style one, which we would have had when we were at school. Where you try and line them all up and get the least amount of kids crying in one photo. <laughs> yes. So we're pushing people more towards in the composite. I love the traditional ones because you get the interaction between the kids and there's a lot of nostalgia value in them for the parents. It makes a day run longer, but it's quicker on the back end to edit. So just yeah. chat with the center and say, hey, look, if we do the composite, the day runs really smoothly. And then if people aren't there at 10 a.m. when you're doing the one to two-year-old's photos, that doesn't matter. They can be there later in the day. Got it, got it. Mate, this is so good. Again, massive congrats on everything you've succeeded with so far. Yeah, I can just see it growing and growing. I can see and hear how passionate you are about it. <laughs> but do you feel like, okay, you've, you've found what you've been looking for in regards to photography business? Yeah. Like I never, never thought I'd be doing high-volume stuff, but it's been so good getting the reaction from parents and the centres. Like We definitely feel like we're onto something and yeah kind of see that it will work like it's a couple of days shooting per week and then get that revive time doing the editing and that other <laughs> stuff not in a room full of 100 kids yeah. but yeah it definitely looks like it's got legs and we're kind of looking forward to the next few years to be like okay i think this is what we're gonna really push and again we need to do something over the especially this summer um to kind of fill in that gap but as the years get busier we can use that time just to kind of bring in more business rather than have it to shoot over that time frame yeah for sure, for sure. And have you, I mean, you talked a lot about Elena and we've both referred to her and her school course. Does she know how well you're going? No, as I posted that in your group in PhotoBiz X, I was like, I need to post that obviously in her one as well to say, hey, like, thanks, it's going great. And it's, oh, yeah. yeah. And are you seeing similar kind of posts in her group from other photographers you know, doing what you're doing? A few every now and then, but the same as lots of groups. Most of it's people asking like technical details, like, hey, I'm just getting and same as I was. I was asking a ton of questions when I first started, saying, How do you do this? or how do you approach this? or have you had issues with this? So lots of the posts are those kind of ones with everyone chiming in and helping. But yeah, a few where they're like, Yeah, got my first one, really stoked. Got it. Okay. So there's obviously some successful photographers in the group that are answering the questions that are actually Yeah, oh yeah. There's yeah. There's definitely a lot of people like I was a year ago just getting into their first few. But from what I can infer from some of the posts there's definitely people who are doing as much as they want to be doing in there as well right that's cool but we are definitely gonna to have to follow up in the future what do you reckon do you reckon six or 12 months that you'll be thinking okay this is work and this is really going great guns what do you think it, off the top of your head i suppose in six months time what that's gonna be april may we'll have all of next year's bookings locked in by then i'd say only because you start shooting in April. So we will have most of them booked in by then. So yeah, sometime in between that six or eight months, we'll have a solid idea of what's happening. I'll put something in the diary for maybe July, June, July, because then you'll, you'll really know how it's going. Yeah, because mid-year we would have done one or two months of, a couple of months of shooting and the 90% of the year will be booked in. So we'll know if we're 
around 16, same as this year. We've got up to kind of 30, 35 where we want to get to. Nice, nice. And for the listener, again, if you want to go and check out Elena Blair's schooled program and also her interview, her interview was episode 319. So you can just go to photobizx.com forward slash 319 and hear Elena talk about the program. I think it's so cool to hear from Sam who's actually doing it rather than just uh, listening to the teacher sell it and talk about it. Obviously, Elena's done it herself which is how she started the program. From memory, Elena was also booking quite a few family portraits on the back end, wasn't she? I'm trying to remember if it was her or if I'm mixing her up with someone else in the group. But I think initially she said, I was going to do this two book families. I started doing that and then got so busy with this, we just systematized and like kept going with it. But I might be thinking of someone else in the group who kind of did that and which is the direction I kind of feel we're going to go because having one thing to stick to and have good systems for and seems a whole lot easier and cleaner in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure you could do it really, really well to do your family shoots as well. Awesome. Okay. And just before I do let you go, I'll also let the listener know if you do want Elena's program and obviously if you've been inspired by what Sam shared, rather than smashing him with questions, just go and get the program from Elena. If you go to photobizx.com forward slash schooled, you'll get a link that will take you straight there. And if you are a premium member, I've got a 30% rebate on that course as well, um, which I think um, we did for you, didn't we, Sam, when you signed up for it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have grabbed that and jumped in there. And especially the way things have gone, like I said, using the bulk of what she taught, like that's the backbone of what we're doing, it's easily, easily pays for itself. (laughs) Awesome. Mate, again, massive thanks, Sam. Massive congrats. So good. Everyone was stoked to, to see your post in the group, and we're all uh, cheering you on from different parts of the world and can't wait to have you back, mate. Yeah, thanks so much, Andrew, and thanks for all the help and yeah, all the tips in the group. And like I said before, like the tips from all of the podcasts, from wedding ones to portrait ones, all come in so handy with all of it. All right, mate. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, mate. Cheers. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sam as much as I did. Sam, if you're listening, again, mate, thank you so much for being brave enough to say yes to doing the interview. You were an absolute star, mate. And again, massive congrats on your success. Thank you for coming on, for sharing everything you have. And I I did 100% mean what I said about coming back on in six or so months to hear an update on how things are playing out. Again, massive thanks and congrats on your success and uh, keep us posted inside the members Facebook group too, mate. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Sam had to share. If you want to see examples of his beautiful work or links to anything and everything that he mentioned, I've got all those in the show notes for today's episode. They are at photobizx.com forward slash 437. There's also a comments area at the very bottom of the show notes where you can hit Sam up with any questions you might have. And of course, if you are a premium member, you can have easy access to Sam inside the members Facebook group, even if it's just to come in and say thanks for coming on and sharing what you have. I know that Sam would love and appreciate those comments. And of course, if you have questions, hit him up there inside the members Facebook group. I know that he'll be happy to come and answer those for you. I've got one big shout out for today's episode, and this one goes to Denver-based family photographer Cameron Martinez, who left a five-star rating and a lovely review in iTunes earlier this, or late last month, actually. I was going to say earlier this month. (laughs) That is the first. 
Uh, he says in his review, just started listening to this podcast and the information given each episode is insane. I've gained a bunch of knowledge to further expand my business. I'm very tempted to even jump into a premium membership to get the full episodes. Can't say enough good things here. So that was from Cameron in Denver who photographs families and couples and weddings and I'm happy to say since he left that review he's become a premium member and listening to the full interviews from every single guest which is awesome so welcome Cameron and thank you mate for taking the time to leave that rating and review it means a lot and uh, as an extra thanks from me I've left a, uh, a link pointing to a page on your website using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for so hopefully that's going to help with your SEO and give your site a little boost in regards to Google rankings. Thanks again, Cameron. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. It's the 1st of November here in Australia, and things have started to really open up in regards to COVID where I'm living here in, uh, in Terrigal, New South Wales, just north of Sydney. And this is the, the first day that we're actually allowed to travel out of our, our region. Uh, and because that's the case... Linda has her best friend coming over for lunch, which means I have to wrap up recording because I don't want to miss out on that lunch either. So have a great day. Have a great week. Looking forward to seeing you inside the members Facebook group. And of course, if you've got any questions or comments or feedback, you can always hit me up via email. It's andrew at photobizx.com. Stay safe and healthy wherever you are. I'll be back next week with another interview. Until then, bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 